Hi, I'm Margaret Cho. You're listening to the Monsters of Talk. I'm here with my co-host. Hello, I'm Jim Short. Jim, we're in Santa Cruz, California. Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz. Uh, we we have, keep moving about. We have we have we've been moving all over the place. What um, podcast goes to this many places? All the way from Perth to uh, Berlin to um, Zurich. Jacksonville, Florida. To Jacksonville, Florida. To Copenhagen. A hotel in, in Kentucky. Yes. No podcast goes around the world for you. Every uh, no, like we, we do. We are we are really traveling the globe, and um, we have we have mates in every city, and and we have a lot of fantastic mates here. Uh, one guy, he's here. He's an old friend of mine. I can't believe that you never met him because he was around quite a lot of comedy. Um, Mike Park is Hi. here. Mike Park um, is a wonderful musician, songwriter, um, music executive, um, music visionary, ska visionary, <laughs> ska, ska visionary, ska pioneer. Um, in many bands, uh, currently, uh, wait, wait, so so the Skank and Pickle, right. uh, Chinkies, Chinkies, yes, uh, Mike Park band, Mike Park band, I guess that was Mike Park solo, Mike Park solo. Uh, and then we're going to do, a, we'll do a sound check in a few minutes. Okay. Because we're going to try out um, our song. Uh, are you going to join me in a song? For once, actually, uh, for once, you're going to join me when I have many of time joined you on stage. Yes, that was always awesome. Mm-hmm. You so fun. dance like crazy. I dance like crazy. <laughs> you know my crazy dancing on stage with the band. So you've jumped up with his band mm -hmm. too. Did you sing along or you just danced? I just danced. Um, we uh, we had um, a hit. Uh, <laughs> Mike and I. You've already included yourself in the hit, right? Well, it was called It's Margaret Cho. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> it's a hit song. It's a hit in my mind. In my mind. I hear that song a lot, actually. Really? Yeah. People oh, okay. um, are fans of Skank and Pickle. And then they, uh, you know, are like, oh, surprise that it was a song about Margaret Cho. And it's great. And they're, they're always like playing it, you know, or people, uh, uh, there have been a number of songs written about me over the years. So this is my favorite. Oh, that's sweet. Thank it's you. the best. <laughs> and it's very specific. It's pretty direct. Yeah, it's, it's Margaret Cho. Yeah. And you, but you would just get up and dance. <laughs> I'll get up and dance the song. And it was so exciting. On you would jump on stage. Mm -hmm. Kind of a Happy Mondays situation. Like a, what's that bloke? Bez. Yeah, like Bez the and Happy who, Mondays. who didn't play anything. He just stood there and, and danced. Was a hype Margaret man. was more like, she just kind of danced the whole set, but on the side of the stage with... Usually with friends, there would be a friend with you, and you. Usually, Ebby, Ebby yeah, would be there. Ebby, that's right. Ebby was there. Ebby um, and I would run around with Mike and Dill, Kevin Dill, <laughs> and we would uh, wreak havoc all over the East Bay. We would go to donut stores and make donuts. We would. Uh, there was a lot of food ingested how did you make donuts you just pushed your way in like well, hang on we're, we'll take this over now we just went back how do we yeah, get there was this place in vallejo of all places and the, this guy kevin dill frequented this donut slash chinese restaurant <laughs> and they befriended him and then we went i mean vallejo is not the safest town i love vallejo but so this was after hours probably like 11 p.m doors were locked but we just knocked on the door they let us in and <laughs> they were making donuts. Everyone's wearing aprons, but they're in their underwear, making yeah. donuts in the back, and then they just let Margaret go go at it. They they actually <laughs> let us um, 
take a donut and and take it from the dough stage and dip it in the chocolate and then um, put it in the fryer. Oh, okay. I think, or we put it on the... There was something where we... Maybe they were already fried and then we just chocolated it. it. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I kind of remember dipping it in chocolate, but... I wish they let us fry it too. I don't think they let us near the fryer. I think that would have been too dangerous. But they were they were very nice over there. They were in their underwear. Yeah. They had to be nice. They is were that, very is that, nice. Is that how you make donuts? In, in your underwear. In, in your drawers? I think so. I don't know. Or is that, that just that, that specific to, to that place in Vallejo? I think it was specific to that like place. Like the crime is that bad that don't even wear your clothes. Yeah. Because they'll take it if they can get it. Or maybe that would be like a scare tactic. People did come in. <laughs> Keep out. Well, maybe I think it got hot in there because of all the frying and all the hot oil. <laughs> so I think it got, it got warm. And so that's, that's probably why they wore underwear. I think they were smoking too, smoking cigarettes. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds brilliant. That yeah, sounds so they, really... It, all of it sounds so unhygienic anyway. Yeah. You guys just dipping it in the chocolate. Probably nobody's washed their yeah, hands. Yeah, definitely. Definitely did not. I no. think we had just finished eating teriyaki bowls from Jack in the Box before. <laughs> oh, those were good. Discontinued. Yeah, those were good. Everyone in their drawers with a smoke, just dipping whatever and throwing, let me near the fryer. <laughs> let me near the fryer. It's so, it, 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 this was before the age of antibacterial gel. Oh. So we didn't have any knowledge of like germs or anything. Like we didn't know why we were getting sick all the time. All right. We had no idea. <laughs> we just didn't know about germs. Then we didn't know about germs or carbohydrates. That's right. Now All we of it now is off limits, right? All of it now is not happening. But it was a very innocent time. I don't think nobody drank or anything. No. I'm, actually, I, I'll tell you exactly what the scenario was. You were opening for Greg Proops. Mm-hmm. I missed your set. I got someone sat me and you tapped me on the shoulder. You're like, let's get out of here. <laughs> and then we made donuts. We made donuts. We got out of there. Yeah, we we got went. Out. Um, we got, um, we, you know, we were like so young and we got food and, um, it was just, it was like, everything was really simple. It was like really not, not, uh, I don't know. It was like kids running around. Mm-hmm. Just some fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We stayed out really late though. We stayed out really, really late. Yeah. I remember it would be really, really <laughs> late at night. It'd be like four in the morning and it was like not even... I don't know. And the thing about um, Kevin Dill, no sexual tension. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, Even though he's there in, in his underwear. Were you in your no, underwear? No. Oh, he was in his underwear. We were not in our underwear. Yeah, he was part of our posse. Yeah. Oh, just the donut people were in their underwear. Yeah, the donut guys. Oh. He had oh. a St. Ides hat that he'd wear 24-7. Yeah. Without the hat. That was truly his kryptonite when the hat came off. Oh, no. Oh no! But uh, if I I rarely got mad at him back then, but mm-hmm. if I did, I just took the hat. Oh yeah, and then and it would just cut everything. Yeah, his powers were gone. Everything, yeah. Everything. It's like if you if you like took the um, battery pack off the robot and lost in space on the side. You know how like you <laughs> would Doctor Smith go, "Oh, you bubble headed booby," and, <laughs> and he would he would like really melt. The robot would totally melt down, like all of his his hands. The that weird like. Um, those hands would come out, you know, the robot, oh, and yes. they would they would like sort of move a little bit, but then he would be out. <laughs> you bubblehead booby, and then he would be out. That's like taking that Saint yeah. Ives hat, but he never drank Saint Ives. I I never saw you guys drink alcohol. Rarely, I've never. 
I've never really drank, mm-hmm. but uh, there are a couple. Th- if I did drink, I would always drink a 40 of some malt liquor uh-huh. because it was cheap and it would be the perfect amount to get me kind of fucked up and yeah, without but without the throw up stage. Right, right. It's perfect. Right, right. So yeah. Maybe but I should least, try it tonight. It, no, I don't know. I'm not drinking <laughs> yeah, now. Just get a hat. I get it's so like, red. There's a lot less issues if you just get the hat. Yeah. Nobody go. Nobody gets pulled over. So have you been wearing? You've been wearing <laughs> a, hat a hat tonight. Yes. That's all. You had any hats tonight, sir? <laughs> <laughs> did you eat? Did you eat on that hat? Did you? Did you make donuts with that hat yeah, on? Yeah, that, that hat, wearing the hat of the alcohol is a lot less trouble that's all than than the, the actual alcohol, alcohol itself, itself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 i mean it's better that way it's better that way uh, but um it's yeah it's an innocent time i remember we did a bunch of different things we would like run around and do stupid stuff like we i remember we like we're like doing stuff in sacramento a lot too we went to another place you, I, I saw you in sacramento then we went to an after hours like comedy club this like a little hangout uh-huh. for comedians. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Who was it? It was, uh, I can't remember. It was like really late at night. Then I don't remember who was there. It was really weird. Um, where was it? I want to say it was like a gay bar, but I don't think it was. It was a small little dive bar that they mm-hmm. just like dedicated this one night to some like comedy Maybe nights. it was like the Metro or but something. But it wasn't like a like typical that. stand-up night. It was mm-hmm. like, In Sacramento? Like a talk mm-hmm. show format. It yeah. was uh, the Mo Better Man show. Oh, okay. Is that what it was? Maybe, yeah. Mo this Better Man. Like early 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe like 92, okay. 91 or 92. Mo Better Man. Was that what it was? I think so. I think so. Yeah, there was that it, show over an old sack. It must have been. So weird. That's so weird. It's like so, so long ago, but then it's so clear too. Like, it so, seems so apparent and yes. clear and real. <laughs> and now you have a record label... We're doing a song. Mike and I are doing a song. It's all taking a long time because I can't get my shit together, but my album's going to be amazing. That's exciting. It's going to be amazing. So how did, how did we reconnect? Did I just like reply, say something on Twitter like, hi? Yeah, and I was like, oh my God. How long, I, ha- how long had it been since you guys... It had been quite a long time. Made, how long had it been since you guys made donuts? That was t- 20, 20 years ago. 20 years ago, yeah. easily. Yeah. And then... Um, but I had been aware of your music. Like I knew what you were. I kept kept tabs on like the Chinkies and you know your your solo stuff. And I knew that you had a label. Okay. So I was always aware of what you were doing, but we hadn't actually been in contact. Yeah, I I can't. I'm just trying to recall the last time I saw you. Um, the last time, time I saw you, I think um might have been the Chink a Chinkies gig or something. I want to say. I think I think it was seeing you perform. Oh. <laughs> I don't recall. It's a long time. It's, it's been, weird. It's probably been about 10 years since yeah. I last saw you. Yeah, yeah. It's been a little bit of time. Yes. Well, this is what I suggest we do. Yes. We uh, go, go down and soundtrack. Okay. And then we'll come back. Okay. And then we'll check in with um, Midori, uh, who, another one of our mates here in Santa Cruz. Awesome. And then um, we will have a bite to eat. And then we'll come back with uh, Kumi. And then we'll come back to Mike. Sounds rocking. Let's do that. That's all right. Okay. Um, I'm here now with another friend of mine f- for a long time. Um, we're here with Midori. Ages. Ages. Midori. Ages. Yeah. Ages. But um, where did we meet? I, fr- I can't remember I now. Stormy Leather. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. 
Do, Mike, do you remember when I worked at Stormy Leather? Talked about it. <laughs> Wait, did you go? You never came by there. I think Kevin Dill came by there. He's lucky. It was a. It was a long time ago. I had worked at this S and M store in South the Market called Stormy Leather, and it was like this little little store. And then you came. Did you come in there? Yeah, yeah. You know, I used to buy clothing there. It was Love, nice. Yeah, it was like and really cute stuff. I, I remember you at the counter. Yeah, yeah. I was at the yeah. counter, and then I remember. Um, yeah, oh my God, Jadine! How did you know Jadine? That's so funny. She ran the place. This she is cool. Uh, this is um, this is Kumi too, or my friend from there. Jadine, I totally remember Jadine. I remember Jadine was like, "You got to come see this band Nirvana," <laughs> and I'm like, "I didn't want to go out. You got to go see this band Nirvana, and you got to go see this band Nirvana." And then I never, I I had a ticket and I didn't go. Oh. Because I was like, I'm oh. not going to do what she tells me to do. Oh, She's like, you have it. to go. And I didn't go. And then the next week, they were huge, right? <laughs> and then, and then they were dead. Then he was dead. <laughs> and then a week it later. was really fast. It was quick. And Blink, done. None. It was really fast, but it was like... Um, but Jadine was great. And then, yeah, she she ran the place. Uh, Sherry, the rubber maid. And she was the one that shifted me, mo- kind of shifted me from leather into latex. Oh, really? So and I started ordering, I started doing shows for them. And shift, and then I think, let's see, Mr. S was around, but they didn't have Madame S with the latex. Madame S was, hadn't happened it was yet. It all stormy leather, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think all the women's clothing was uh, stormy. And then all the boys went to Mr. S. Yeah. And if you wanted vibrators, you went to Good Vibrations. Right. So you kind of had like the trifecta of shopping. Yes. Yeah. But then, so that's um, how I know you. Yeah, that's yeah. how we met. Um, and then... Um, but Stormy Leather was great. And then it turned into this very, very big corporation because Joe bought it. Well, no, before that, it was purchased by some company that should go unnamed. Oh, okay. That just kind of drove it into the ground for right. a while. Right? right. And like tried to turn it into like cheesy raincoat store. Oh. Yeah, it was horrible. Oh, wow. Right? And then like Joel essentially came into the rescue kind of cavalry right. style. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, he bought it and then sort of switched it over. So now it's more, it seems more like a sort of a good vibrations sort of a store. Seems more Adam and Eve. Kind well, of. no, no. One of our lights just went out. So ooh, it's it, very it sort of fits the vibe, doesn't it's it? Yeah. Yes. Ooh. And well, almost that well, place needs almost needs a like historical society plaque out the front of it. <laughs> right. Well, there's there's no retail right now. It's all online. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're, oh. Okay. They're looking for they're looking for brick and mortar. Uh, you know, in the meantime, there's stock room. But yeah, they're looking for brick and mortar. They're still online. Ah. Yeah. Siren. Siren latex, too. Yeah. So. But, but then, um, so I worked there. Uh, I had originally been hired to help out in the workshop, but I was never good at that. So they put me out front in their new real retail space. Mm-hmm. Um, and, so, and they had just started the retail space. And I remember um, just being, I was super young. I was probably 18. Um, and I, I just barely was so, hatched. Barely hatched. And I was so confused by everything. You know, I was like, everything was so... Uh, ab- above me like uh, mm-hmm. sexually like I d- didn't really understand what people were doing with these clothespins and stuff and um, but you had the your parents books well I understood before. like le- like leather sex as it pertained to like leather daddies and the thing about in the 70s those leather daddies were not really playing with each other it was just a costume you know they didn't have the sophisticated society of like play like BDSM play mm-hmm then well they were playing with stuff but i think they were making stuff and beating each other with their belts and stuff yeah yeah so it's not like you had all this like amazing ready-made stuff yeah 
It was yeah. not. It was not fully realized. As like, a, I don't need to spend five hundred dollars on a fancy flogger. I have my belt. I yeah, have, I have jumper cables in my car. I can. <laughs> that's all. I'll use those. Or a, you a know. thawed octopus. That'll do. A thawed what? A thawed out octopus. Oh, I'm sorry. That's me. Yeah. What did you use a thought out octopus for? Oh, we've, d- we've done performances. Yeah, we've done performances that involved large amounts of seafood. Do you remember when I took like 200 pounds of fish and dumped it on you? It was in LA. It was a Wait, what happened? What happened? Like tilapia. I got at the, what theater was it? Was it the El Rey in Los Angeles? Yeah, yeah. Something, it was for an event. And I was uh, strung up and covered in ink and beat with the fishing pole kind of. And I was caught up in a oh. net and then... And then I got dragged under this thing and on the scaffolding, this lift, we had the fish in the net and she sliced it with a knife and it just went. And I was dressed as a, okay, so she was like the evil fisher woman. Uh-huh. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, no, no, you were the evil fisher woman. And I was like the under, undersea avenging octopus creature that saw this evil fisher woman, like, you know, fishing and well, as you do, if you're a fisher woman, catch fish and kill it, you know? And so this like mysterious um woman in a kimono and a veil appears and sees this this uh person torturing the fishies uh-huh. and uh then takes vengeance and uh, uh grabs the evil fisher woman ties her up strings her up and then the veil comes off and i'm a giant octopus head <gasps> uh, holy shit wow and, and everybody octop- in greenpeace just yes. got a, just got an erection yes. <laughs> And giant octopus woman captures evil fisherwoman Kumi, strings her up, and then uh, f- frees all the fishies, which are already thought out and dead, but never mind. Oh, oh yeah. And then, oh, my like, God. I grabbed, I grabbed one of the fishies in my arm like a baby and stroking it as I'm, like, you know, beating the evil fisherwoman, and I walk off stage with the fishie in my arm. Wow. And I think I was staying, you know Steve Getty, I was staying at of his course, house. Of course, Steve, yeah. I was staying at his house, I remember, and he would not let me in his car. <laughs> oh, no. I had no. to find alternate means to get to his home. Oh, no. Silver Lake or something at that time. Yeah. yeah, he was like, no, you're not in my car. Oh, the entire backstage reeked of fish. We had 200 pounds of frozen tilapia uh-huh. for the show. That's amazing. Yeah. That sounds really beautiful. I it mean, was. it sounds really beautiful. It was. Actually, it was a mess, but it was actually, it was a really good show, you know? Yeah, it was simple, it was beautiful, and it was completely unexpected. Yeah, because yeah, we the, octop- the octopi are pretty. S- those are simple. We use those in our show. Octopuses. Yeah. Octopus. Now, what do you use the octopus for? Flogging. Oh, as like a flogger, like a whip. We dip it in well, well, the 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 octopus gets used. Uh, God, in, in all sorts of ways, you know, as a stage prop. Uh huh. Yeah. I've never. I just. Yeah. I've never used one, so yeah. I've, I've so never seen I, it. I somehow end up using a lot of seafood in. Do, my like a large octopus or like oh, a yeah, cuttlefish? Yeah. No, full full on. Uh, like full a big on. one. Hold on. It has to be a couple feet. It has to be at least a couple feet because the thing is, you know, if depending on where you're performing, people have to see. Yeah. The cooked or not cooked? No, not cooked. Not cooked. Okay. Not cooked. Raw, yeah. cold. Cold. Totally raw, totally cold. Those are not as fishy, though. They're a little slimy, but they're not as fishy. Yeah, but then it's going to be. Try working with it for a couple of hours. Oh, God. Right. So, how do you keep a grip on the head? She grips it. I get hit by it. Oh, yeah. Do you take that weird bulbous thing out of the head? No, no I, I just grab it however I can. Okay. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I kind of use a lot of weird materials for my the, performances. You've done the double, the double fisting one. Oh. Not the double fisting, double but fishing. Double, double fishing. Yeah. Double-handed. Double fisting and double fishing. Double hand- well, I make that mistake all like the, the time. Double-handed <laughs> flogger, flogger action, but then... Our shows used to consist of a lot of like white backdrops and 
ink. So we'd yeah. use the octopus tail, uh-huh. with the legs dipped in ink, and those end up leaving yeah. traces. And actually, mm. the ink thing still carries on like into my current projects now, which have been um, yeah, making some really interesting paintings. They're actually uh, hanging in different galleries and selling. And They're beautiful. Like it, so, That's yeah. beautiful. So yeah, the, the painting stuff that we experimented with back in the day, because we did a lot of stuff that nobody else did did, and it was really awesome experimentation it's really permutated into some interesting performances and installations for me now yeah it's exciting that's really exciting well it's like the background and art it's it's like all this stuff is also very it's very japanese too it's very that have you done have you done a pearl diver scene well, that was one. Well, we had the 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 elements of, the, the, the elements of suffering, which was the yukioi based one that uh, fr- Brian that you met mm-hmm. last the last time we came up to San Francisco. Um, he wanted to do a yukioi based photo shoot, so he hired me for it. She got Midori got hired for the rigging, and we did it in his house. And he's got this backyard, which has got a little Japanese theme. You know, not an outhouse, but you got like a, a an in the law house type of uh-huh. thing. Mm-hmm. And he had these yukioi paintings, so I was trying to figure out a different type of performance we could do that wasn't necessarily based on suspension, because we did rope, to clarify, we did rope bondage shows, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of them took place mostly out of London for Torture Garden. Mm-hmm. So, and this, this was in the, the late 90s, mid-late 90s and on. And at the time, what we found, I found was a lot of people were doing suspension. They were just going, oh, let's just suspend the girl and it'll look great because this is difficult. So instead, what I wanted to do was get, you know, instead of using a bunch of like artificial type of props, I wanted to try and get back to a show that used basically elements. So mm-hmm. earth, fire, water, mm-hmm. um, metal. We didn't end up doing the bell. I had this idea of putting like a giant bell on my head and getting tied up and like gonging the bell. But I didn't want to go deaf. <laughs> but the, but otherwise, you know, it's like instead, you know, we did this. And so we ended up, it ended up being, for the first show in London, it ended up being an hour and a half long. It was a, an installation. There was three of us. Mm-hmm. It was Midori, myself, and Amrita. And then we ended up well, actually, that was the first, time, that was the first one. The Florida? Florida was after because we did, por- we portioned, we ended up, yeah. we were able to take this main, main show and portion it out to different events that we were working at. Mm-hmm. And uh, depending on how much they were paying us or things yeah. like that. And then there was Amsterdam. Oh, Amsterdam yeah. gave us full, because yeah. we got hired to do, was it the well, Das Arts? Yeah. I was, um, uh, for a brief period, uh, invited artist in resident at Das Arts, which is a, mm-hmm. a postgraduate performing art institution. And they allowed us to do the Elements show, which is, in its full version, it's three to four hours. It mm-hmm. is a full-on endurance performance. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a whole lot of layers with the elements. There's there's the the five elementals, uh, not the metal. We didn't do that one, but where Kumi gets put through everything from waterboarding to um, candle wax to um, flogging and burying burying. We buried you in. We buried you in. She gets it. She has a yeah. hard time. Yeah. She really gets put I through don't it. Like pain either <laughs> I'm not a no but you know what if if i don't push you to your maximum professional uh, potential during a performance afterwards i hear about it from you okay you will complain that i did not push you i mean it is full-on endurance performance yeah yeah it, it is meant to be d- simultaneously difficult to watch yeah and yet 
incredibly alluring and we're bringing in these very organic elements to it and it's beautiful and yet difficult to to watch and and the audience ends up sharing in this uh, experiencing this like three four hour long thing mm -hmm. and w on a rare occasion you know i still want to do that again and i'm going to bring you out of retirement when we do <laughs> well, you know the other you know like the other thing is i always figured like yes it's something that people could come like a what, was, what do we call it a, a tableau vivant so it was some people like people that were at the club so say for example, Torture Garden London, you've got 3,000 mm -hmm. people going there to party, and yet, you know, you have bondage-themed rooms, you have techno-themed rooms, you have the retro music-themed room, and yet you'd have maybe a, a particular, like in this bondage room, say, you would have people that would watch BDSM scenes. But in this case, it wasn't just for those people. It was mm -hmm. something that anybody that would appreciate it could see. Right. Granted, the audience is half drunk and all fucked up, so whatever. But... The, the thing is, they could see it, and they can also leave. Or for those that enjoyed it, could stay and watch the entire thing. Yeah. And they could appreciate it, or they could not. I don't give a fuck. They're paying me. Well, I, let me explain <laughs> to our <laughs> listeners, uh, since I know you guys a long time, so but the, the listeners should know, okay, Midori is um, the foremost expert. I explained this to you in the card, Jim. She is the foremost world expert on Japanese bondage. And also, there's a lot of art and different stuff that happens too. Little, di little different. All, all, it's not just that, but that's a jumping off point. She, she wrote the book, literally. Yep. Wrote the book, um, Art of Japanese Bondage. Seductive Art of Japanese Bondage, yep. And um, so, you know, if you see a book about it, that's the book it is. Yeah. <laughs> she wrote the book. Dita on the cover. Yeah. So, uh, what's, that? what's on the cover? Dita. Dita Von Teese is oh, on yeah, the cover. Yeah. And, um, and I, love, well, I love your um, kimono on there. It's just so traditional and yeah. beautiful. I love, I love Midori. Yeah, I really look very matronly. Like, no, not, very yeah. sensible, yeah. but beautiful. Yeah. But very, very sensible and stern. I think a kimono is really the ultimate um, yes. dominatrix outfit. Because <laughs> it's so sensible and stern and dominating, but delicate. Elegant. Elegant. Yeah, yeah. And Nakumi is also a from this uh, world, one of the foremost models and, and uh, performers in, in this in in, fetish. incredible fetish, fetish. world. Um, retired. Who is saying she's retired, but I don't know. I haven't done a shoot in three years. I haven't performed in two years. Yeah, but that's not very long. <laughs> wanted to do different things. Yeah. No, now you, now you spend your life, uh, whenever you can, wrapped up in... Um, uh, neoprene scuba diving every time possible. Yeah. That's so, pretty fetishy. Yeah, so she, uh, she's uh, still in a black cat suit of one form or another. Yeah, that's pretty fetishy. Self-imposed breath play with a scuba tank. Yeah. That stuff's fun, though. It is fun. I get to look at sharks underwater. But how much of, like, do you think that, you know, your outlook on this stuff and, and how much of it in, like, performance setting is, like, work and how mu much of it is pleasure? Like, for me, like, I don't have that much... Um, experience in this realm and like performance but in like pleasure it it I have a lot of experience and then it, but it's never been also never pleasurable for me either for me that's why that's why I had to quit because I started hating it I mean uh -huh. I, you know most of my touring spent touring was in Europe I loved it initially living out of an, a suitcase I would have items like for photo shoots for example I'd have stuff I had a you know I kept shared a flat in London mm -hmm. I kept things in Vienna I had a residency in Greece so you know different places I go to Italy okay I'm going to send some stuff ahead to mm -hmm. my friends but then near the end of it I mean after a decade and a half it's just I started getting sick of it I'd go yeah. to Vienna for two weeks or Italy for two weeks and I'm like okay we have to do this many sets photo sets and I'd sit there and I'm like 
okay, let's do two or three sets instead of four or five days of shooting multiple sets. I'm like, we did three sets. Yeah, I sat there for, what did I do for two weeks? Oh, I ate. My friends cook. Oh, I eat. I'm like, I'm not, not eating Italy. And you leave with like, you know, six kilos heavier. And then you go to the next place and, oh, I'm in Vienna. I'm going to eat soccer tort. You know, oh, yeah. Oh, soccer tort's good. Yeah. You know, but, you know, you know, I'll see things. I love, I, in the end, I took the traveling and I enjoyed the traveling and I enjoyed being able to visit places, not fly into a hotel, but stay with friends, you know, stay with good friends and also be able to enjoy living per se, in that city, so actually being able to experience the city rather than flying in, doing a show, doing a shoot, staying at a hotel, and then, you know, booking off the next, mm -hmm. you know, the next day. Uh, but I started hating it. I mm. really started hating it. I started hating the fetish. I loved latex at one point. I would sit at home, put on latex gloves, wear a hood. I'd stop doing that. You wore a hood at home? I used to. I used to. I you love know, it. like latex or, you know, or get dressed. It's the idea of, of getting dressed up. I started disliking it. Performance-wise, yes, I have visions and ideas of what I would like to see on stage. And, you know, there's good shows and bad shows. But, you know, the other thing is I start, my body started hurting. And yeah. the thing is for the performances that I did, I always felt that a good show for me, you need to either leave blood, sweat, or tears on that mm -hmm. stage. And, I mean, like I said, I don't like pain, but I thought it was, ne you know, otherwise I'm like... I mean, you're talking European fetish parties where half the women are gorgeous, running around naked. You need to do a little bit more besides flash your tits on stage. Mm -hmm. you, mm -hmm. could, you could be gorgeous, but or you have to do it. Some There's got to be something, some sort of context or some sort of production value, mm -hmm. some sort of idea to make it yeah. worthwhile or a make good show. Make it really worthwhile, yeah. Otherwise, you're just another, you know, pretty face, pretty mm -hmm. face on there pretty flashing color. your tits. And there's plenty of them in the audience yeah. that'll let you grab them, too. <laughs> Because, you know, that gets boring that gets a while, boring a while too. Fast. Unless you're in Paris and then they just want to suck your feet. And that's kind of gross. <laughs> <laughs> They're different fetishes. Different They're different. Kings, They're different, different things. Yeah. What's the weirdest fetish you've encountered? Well, I'll tell you mine. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> there was this guy that used to, um, okay, <laughs> he bought some weird veterinarian machine. His name was Tim. He had a junk. He had a Chinese junk. He's a fabulous guy. He's really, really... Actually owned a He owned ship. a junk. He owned a junk. Okay. It was a junk, and then he would like... As opposed to the euphemistic junk. No, no, no. It was an actual okay. junk that had sailed from China, and then he had bought, and then it, they sailed it over. Fierce dude, who wore a kilt and drew on his mustache and... Um, That's just already too much. Uh, he he was such a darling, though. He we was haven't really even darling. gotten to his fetish yet. So he bought a veterinarian machine that sucked out fluids from the bodies. It was like suction. He doctored it, and he would put it on his cock and make his cock swell to basketball size. And it was so huh? weird. And you couldn't do anything with it because it was just this giant basketball sitting in his lap. It was like... You could, like you could, saline you, injection kind of, of but thing? it was just sucked up like it was just pumped up to oh. over it, it, we have to do it over maybe Are you giving Jim 12 ideas? hours I, I'm just yeah you're gonna go out and do that tonight no that sounds yeah. painful oh. did, did you ever get in trouble for dribbling rounded it was just, rounded and I then but it, like like a bowling pin but like no it they, was like a basketball size because he pumped it up and pumped it up and then um you know, I would go and I would just kind of sit there, or sit on the bed and just like watch him once he pumped it up. And we would just talk about unrelated things. Um, and it was not sexual. It was not, I don't know, but he looked like Dirk Bogard. He looked like um, mm -hmm. an old British movie star. Like he was, okay. He's pretty gorgeous. Wow. 
but so dignified. But the strangest thing, like it was just, and he didn't really want to talk about sex. It wasn't sexual. But that was his thing. He wanted to pump his cock up so that well, it would be like rounded. And, and you realize now that you've mentioned it, somebody out there is going to try it. Somebody's going to try it. Yeah. I, don't, I recommend somebody you don't try this. Yeah, but somebody Nobody, who has never thought of it will try, try it now. It. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody should try it because it, well, it wasn't well, even sexual. Well, once it got, got a, a basketball up, what would you do? Or what would, um, I he mean, would what take would the thing do? off and then it would just take several hours for it to go back to the normal size. So, so it wasn't you, like you, you guys... Did you have a Harlem Globetrotters outfit? <laughs> oh. No, you no. It, you just spin it round in your finger? <laughs> it was all of the... All of it was unrelated to sex, and I was just kind of there just to be... Company? Company. Okay. Is that why you wore a kilt? Um, no. Easier but access? The kilt, kilt will seem to be unrelated. But the, sure. it, it was just... But it is um, related when you think about it. It is yeah. related, too. That's okay. true. What, what, I don't understand, like... For, first of all, wouldn't that just hurt? Yeah, I think is it, so. This is the twig or the berries? Twig. That just seems unnatural. What yeah. Did, what, did you, what did you do to the to the to the to the those, those seem to be eclipsed by the giant um, basketball sized cock. I want to. I, I want to pull out my. I have my homework. I want to look at my physiology paper. Yeah, it's like you go. Wow. She full on has physiology and oh. EMT homework. So now yeah. you know. Maybe yeah. maybe you'll see. You also come across this in your studies. I hope not. It's very <laughs> strange. But not. he was, he had a junk. He was an accomplished dude. He was very wealthy and very, very gen- and, generous. And so he did, he did his junk in his junk. He, he, he really, he blew it up. Wow. And yeah. I think it was, I mean, he, but he would act kind of high. And he would say that he was high from it. He didn't drink alcohol. Kind of euphoric, right? Anything. Yeah, but he would get very, very... He, it's subspace, but he wasn't submissive. Yeah, yeah. It was an altered state, self-induced yeah. altered state. Yeah. So whatever it is, it triggered his reward center somehow. Some kind of... It was sort of a... Ma- it looked painful, so it looked sort of masochistic to mm-hmm. some degree. But... Um, sure. And yeah. you couldn't fuck him because it was just like a nerf... Because it yeah, wouldn't, it, it wasn't hard. Like it couldn't get hard. It was kind of like a threesome between. You know, it would have been like threesome between you, him, and you know his blown up basketball. Blown up thing was the pillow in the yeah, yeah. But that's the strangest thing. What is the strangest thing you've seen? Oh, let's see. Oh, you know, I knew a guy who. Uh, I knew a guy who would take a jar of bees, put it over his cock. <gasps> yeah. And get stung. Do you feel that pause? Yeah. That pause. Everyone. You're like imagining the feeling. Yeah, get stung a lot, all over, all, all over his dick. <laughs> I, uh, that's harsh. That's. And that's, did, would he just I know stand the bees like, die, it's right? It's the, terrible. Yeah. The, bee, the bees die. Yeah. What yeah. about the guy? But the bees. I know. And you some women just use, want the bee stung ah. lips. Then we just need to wasps because they can wasps. sting over and what over. What did it look wasps. like? You know, like an orange with cloves in it when it was done. <laughs> oh, <laughs> did you hang yeah, it in your stingers? <laughs> your closet. Well, I actually never saw it because it was one of these sitting around and let's talk about a weird kink shit conversation, right? Oh. It was one of those. So I actually never saw it. But he was, you know, we were all like talking about. It. He's like, yeah, you know, that's what I'm into. Yeah. How do you get that's pretty how do you get bees in a and jar? And he actually had a jar of bees for later. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't his date that night. No, it was, it was a buddy and, yeah. Well, nobody's going to be his date that night. No, apparently he did have the uh, dates, so, yeah. But what, how, would, how would it work after that? It seemed like you'd be, you'd be out for a couple of days. I didn't ask. After multiple beastings. I think I didn't get that far in processing the idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. Well, I would just have so many yeah. questions. It just seems... Yeah. 
I have a lot of questions about that. Yeah, that seems really, it's just really Well, you know, intense. like sometimes you move wrong in your underpants and you're, you're out for a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a jar full what of bees. Of, what kind of underpants do you wear, dude? <laughs> I was just trying to, I was just trying to figure out like, well, how, it's just a jar full of, it just, it sounds um, very painful. Yeah. Unless he's got high pain tolerance, then, you know, some people. And then as yeah. far as the swelling, maybe. It's but it, it, yeah. But then on, then on the other end, you know, you get more um, innocuous ones. Like I, I knew somebody who had specific uh, uh, fetishes for like Keds shoes. Keds. Oh, Keds. Yeah, that's Keds, weird. Keds and balloons. Balloon, yeah. Giant balloons. Also, yeah. That's a big one, though. That's yeah. like there's websites for that. Yeah. Keds and balloons? Like giant, like six foot balloons oh. with girls riding Giant balloons. Oh, that's kids weird. Kids oh, that's candies. weird. It's not. Yeah, mm. but the thing is, it's like in the end, it's weird. But then I'm like, maybe the stuff I'm doing is weird. I don't know. Yes. No. Well, yes. I get the fish thing. I understand the octopus and the fish. But it's that's like for the show, but that's yeah. also you know, dream of the fisherman's wife. Yeah. Okay, but speak for yourself. I do like you know, um, tentacle porn uh, anime. Yeah. Okay, so I love the stuff. But I'm Japanese. I can't help it. Well, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's you're like a. Japanese it's beautiful. Sandwich. Yeah. Mm. You're like I know I'm Jap <laughs> I'm Jap yeah, I, I'm a Japanese sandwich between Korean women. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. Kimchi octopus. All right, good. Yeah. yeah. So Yeah. It's good. Um well I think our pokey's here. Ooh. So what we're gonna do now, I wanna find out where people can tweet at you uh and find out more. Yeah. This um, is so interesting. Yeah, you know, it's oh and other than, than all this stuff, uh, the, the art, the performances, I'm also teaching some like seriously awesome um, sex skills classes. And oh, good, good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so good, good. Those are going great. That sounds great. Those are great. going great. Everything. Oh, joystick secrets, you know. Um, joystick secrets? Joystick secrets. Yeah. Hand and mouth, thrilling the guy. <laughs> awesome stuff. Yeah, everything from that to bondage to... Um, all how to salt a triscuit. How to salt a triscuit. <laughs> Oh, use that. Yeah. Oh, and I got a class called uh, Rocker World, but it's my weekend intensives that are going all sorts of gangbusters now. Oh, good. Oh, like, good. Yeah, like a, a bondage weekend intensive, a women's dominance intensive. Mm -hmm. It's like a big women's empowerment thing. I'm now working on a weekend for women's um, sexy bedroom skills. Everything like how everything from like you know, the hand job, blow job, but also how to strip and be totally confident in your naked self when you have absolutely no rhythm. That's great. Yeah, because I am like rhythm impaired. That's really great. Yeah, so that'll be a fun weekend class. I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I want to come. Sounds good. Well, we're going to uh, we're gonna eat. Um, people can find out about your workshops mm. at Planet Midori. Well, um, fhp-inc.com, but on all the rest of the social media, I do a lot of Instagram, cats, food, travel, you know, mm -hmm. um, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram as Planet Midori. Planet Midori. Yeah. Yeah. Planet Midori. And how about you? I still have the Twitter under Kumi Monster, but I'm pretty much retired. So once in a while, I'll post old stuff or photographers will come out of the blue and just go, hey, I found a photo of I you. I always see stuff like of you. Like five years ago. Yeah. Ten years ago. I'm it's like, out yeah, there. You owed it to me. I mean, like, I've got... I've got shoot. I mean, I found a. Fo I still have photo shoots from like when I was in the Philippines and Australia that I've never gotten back. So I'm just like, hey, thanks a lot, asshole. Um, well, they're beautiful. But I can't use it, you know. But I love, I love, I love your photos and I love your, your, your iconography. The baldy thing. It's fierce. Yeah. Um, at okay, and you're at Mike Park. Mike Park Music. At Mike Park Music. 
At. At Mike Park Music. At Mike Park Music. Then you can, and then you can tweet me at Margaret Cho. Where can they tweet you, Jim? At Jimmy Shelter. You can tweet us both at Monsters of Talk. We're every Monday on SoundCloud, and you can subscribe on iTunes. And um, we had a, we had a lot of we learned a lot of stuff today. I'm gonna I'm gonna go get a jar of bees right now. <laughs> I'm gonna get some bees. A veterinary pump device. And a veterinary pump. And an octopus. And, and a, uh, yeah. and an octopus. An, o- an octopus. A Mike basketball. Michael, get the octopus. And uh, I, I really just want some fish and chips now. Yeah, I know. Well, we can get on a yeah, junk and go get some. We got, we got Pokeball some. coming okay. from. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's here. Did I see it? Oh, po- it's here. Did I see it? They're oh. here. Oh, it's They're Pokeball. They're here. And Pokeball. Pokeball. From the Pono Hawaiian Grill. It's actually just food. Yes. Hey, Pono. <laughs> Yo, Pono Hawaiian Grill. All right. And we have to thank Pono Hawaiian Grill for, for our Pokeball. So thanks to our listeners. We love our listeners. We'll talk to you next time.